Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Anytime now, radio. You can just <laughs> jump right in here. I know we've been waiting three weeks. Uh, thanks, Rob. <laughs> Welcome to the Blowhole with Finkel and Einhorn. Filling in tonight are myself, former Finsider contributing writer and prodigal podcast son, James Radio, and my counterpart, Rob Pastore, lifelong dolphin apologist and Tesla automobile enthusiast. How you doing tonight, Rob? I am very enthusiastic, mostly about our three and O. Miami Dolphins. Yes. As am I. Um, actually, funny, I'm sorry. You, funny you I, should mention that. Yes. Did three and O Miami <laughs> Dolphins with a two game lead in the AFC East. That's very good. Also, not the first time that's happened in recent memory, actually. They've they've crashed and burned very recently. Uh true. But when was the last time we had a two game lead on the New England Patriots? That I don't know. I probably should have looked that one up before the show. I should have looked that up before I asked you. <laughs> I feel like it's been a while. I feel like it's been a long, a long, long time. I don't even... Did we have a two-game lead on the non-Brady year when we won the AFC East? I don't, I even don't know if, believe so. They both finished 11-5. and five. We yeah. won on a tiebreaker, so... Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think so. So it's pretty good. It's, yeah, pretty... Gase has got his guys. He's got his guys. They're get really those, fast. Get those talented malcontents off the roster. <laughs> And let's get Gase guys in there well, doing Gase things. I think, uh, you know, I, I would like to actually kind of revisit this really quick now that you mention it. So, talented. Ndamukong Sue, absolutely, 100%. Probably. A know, monster. Outside of, outside of Aaron Donald, I can't really think of any other defensive tackles or, that are in that echelon. Or right next to Aaron Donald, mm-hmm. as it would be. As it would be now, unfortunately, for the rest of the league. Um, Jarvis Landry. Don't want to spend too much time talking about our boy Jarvis. He used to be one of our favorite players. Um, what What is the most recent Miami Dolphins jersey that you had purchased? That would be Jarvis Landry, number okay. 14. Uh, and I'm never... Uh, the last few Dolphins jerseys I've purchased have, have not really worked out so well. So. You are not a good luck man. Nope. Yeah. So I'm just going to stick with the Marino jersey. That one can never... That's never going to let me down anymore. <laughs> so that'll be, uh, that'll be fine. Um but no, seriously, in all seriousness, Jar- Jarvis Landry. Um, he's having a good season, I guess, so far. He's a, he's a good receiver. He catches everything that's thrown his way. He fights for yards. Um, I jokingly felt like uh, had he been on the field for that last Albert Wilson touchdown, he'd still be running down the sideline trying to catch up. <laughs> that, <laughs> very true. We are built for speed. He wanted to be outside. 
was not fast enough for outside, not in Gase's offense, did not want to play in the slot where Amendola fits in quite nicely. Yeah, maybe it is addition by subtraction. We couldn't pay him anyway. No, he seems like he's doing fine in Cleveland. Yeah. I just, you know, I wish he'd stop talking so much smack about uh, everybody down here. But it seems like that's kind of chilled out a little bit, too. So. You know what? Hurt feelings are hurt feelings. We loved it. We loved his his enthusiasm Absolutely. when he was here. It's Absolutely. not going to go away in Cleveland. Absolutely. Um, maybe his will to live, but not his enthusiasm. Fair call. Fair call. So, um, as you may have noticed, uh, this is a little bit later than uh, we had anticipated starting. We really had a very difficult time getting uh, Ray Finkel and uh, Detective Einhorn in the same room together. So uh, we had to pull Rob and myself together to kind of get this podcast going. We did have a lot of notes for Finkel and Einhorn leading into the show, um, you know, in the preseason, a lot of predictions. They were astounding. They, I've never seen predictions so accurate. Yeah, my favorite prediction was um, if you had, after three weeks of the NFL football season, and this was my prediction, if you had asked, uh, asked Siri who the best team in the NFL was after three weeks, um, this is the response that hey, you would have Who's the best team in the NFL? So far, the Dolphins are in first place in the NFL with a record of 3-0. First place in the NFL. That's Damn amazing. Right, Thank Siri. you, Siri. And that was that was my uh, that was my prediction. Um, but unfortunately, we weren't able to get, you know, online before the season actually started. So Yeah. You're going to have to take my word for that. I had the Bills uh trouncing uh the Vikings <laughs> in week three. That was the only prediction I made before the season started. It I was remember an odd that. one. It was can, an odd one I just to be like, yeah, I just have a, I have a week three prediction. He circled it on the schedule. The only thing that was different, though, was that he said that, that Nathan Peterman was going to throw for 400 yards and five touchdowns in the game. I did think, it, I, I thought that was definitely like the Peterman revenge game. That was when he was going to come that, but no, there was the Josh Allen coming out party, I guess. Yes. Peterman revenge. That <laughs> sounds like it's something you get when you visit like a Norwegian country and drink the water. Yeah, that sounds about right. So we have a big game coming up. It's a little bit of a big game. Do we want to talk about this? Sure. Game? Yeah, let's talk about this game. Well, wait, did you want to make your so just to let everybody know we are it is approximately 805 Eastern. Rob wanted to make a prediction for the Vikings-Rams game before it kicked off. This is Thursday night. This is Thursday night at 8.10. The game has not started. By the time you're listening to this, I will sound like an idiot. But take the Vikings and the points. I, I, they, were, they were looking ahead to this game the whole time. They overlooked the Bills. A bunch of stupid things happen. Rams are playing without, possibly without their two corners, but definitely without one. And, and Marcus Peters is going to be on like half a leg. I don't know if they'll win, but take the points. If you're really risky, put a little bit on the money line and just take them outright to win. I just wanted to get that out here now uh, so I can look like an idiot tomorrow when you listen to this. You're welcome, Rob. Um, and we'll make uh, the rest of our predictions for week four uh, further on into the show, but I did want to get that one out of the way first before we started talking about the large football game the Miami Dolphins have this Sunday. In- Foxborough, Massachusetts. Your first place, Miami Dolphins. 3-0. and And after this week, they will still be your first place, Miami Dolphins, no matter the outcome. Miami Dolphins, number one. Indeed, for at least two more weeks, which is just astounding. <clears throat> this is just crazy. And, this, and we were talking about this earlier, and I don't think – I think we're both kind of in, in agreement here. But I feel like 
the Dolphins can win this game, go to 4-0, and knock the Pats down to 1-3, and have that crazy lead, and may still not win the division. <laughs> Absolutely 100% agree with that sentiment. Um, I am not as optimistic about their chances this week, um, but I definitely feel like they have, obviously the Patriots look vulnerable. They've looked vulnerable in the past in the beginning of the season. Um, the Dolphins have gone up to Foxborough and just gotten it handed to them, I think, every year since the Wildcat game. I don't think they've won up there since then. They have not. And it's it's definitely one of those, honestly, if we were 1-3 and three and they were 3-0, and oh, I would actually be more confident in this game. Right. But knowing, like, just have that idea of the Pats going this poorly. But they are historically slow starters. They practically treat September as the preseason. This is when they're figuring it out, getting into shape. They're without Edelman. They literally have three wide receivers on the team, and none of them are great. Hogan's very good when there's other people taking the pressure away. But are when, you counting Patterson as a wide receiver? And he fill he sits there on the stat sheet. He, okay, all right. I was just I was just being clear because he doesn't know how to run routes. That is true, but he but he does run non routes very fast. Okay, he's extremely fast. And watch, he's probably going to burn us for like four touchdowns. So du- yeah, so everyone's doubling Gronk. Nobody can get open. Brady looks mortal. Their defense is slow and horrendously slow. I don't know if they're going to turn it around yet. When they'll get Edelman back, they'll figure out Josh Gordon. They'll get somebody else. Please don't be Rashad Matthews. I don't want to see another ex-Dolphin yeah. flourish over there. No. Um, although I wouldn't mind for Matthews. Um, Always liked Rashad Matthews. I did. I thought he was underrated. He thinks he's a very underrated, and I think that's part of the problem. So what are the odds that Gase brings Cutler out of retirement for this game only, given how well Cutler played against the Patriots last time out? Um, I think the odds are good, but what I'm hoping is he brings him out of retirement so he can start for the New England Patriots. Okay, yeah, I would like that. I would take that. I would like to see that. Okay, excellent. Yeah, so, so not likely for the Dolphins. I think we're going we're gonna to ride Tannehill. He's got a hot hand right now. Yeah, but uh, with those slow linebackers, I mean, he's, That's what I'm he's going to move. He's going to run. He's going to be able to make, going to be able to hit our crazy new, awesome, fast I, receivers. I love it. I love the matchup. I think this is and this is that this Dolphin team matches up better with the Patriots than than any other Dolphin team we've had in the past, and we've traditionally matched up pretty well with them. And I think this team matches up extremely well with them. I think losing William Hayes is going to really hurt. That will hurt. Um, no Andre Branch, that's going to hurt as well. We need that depth on the defensive line. Um, am I missing any other big injuries? I think those are the those are the keys that I, that I can think of. Obviously, Sitton, but he's been out for a few games Is now. Jones coming back? Jones is supposed to play, from what I understand. That's a big one. Yeah. So, yes, absolutely, that could make all the difference in the world. And now I do expect a big bounce back from Kenyon Drake. Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. I'd like to see Gase get him involved in the in the like a little bit more creative with the play calling because that was one thing about the Raiders game that I did notice. As creative as the play calling was, and as great as it was for Wilson and Grant, um, don't make running Kenyon Drake up the middle every that guy every first down. I didn't think that was a very uh, I didn't think that was very imaginative. Don't me. make me complain about my three and O Miami Dolphins. No, it's just uh, that was that was one thing that was. Three quarters of that Ra- of that Raiders game was unwatchable. Unwatchable. Like, yep. I was frustrated. I was pulling my hair out. And yet, they came together, and they nope. they, they they knocked it out of the park. Yeah. It no. was awesome. But it, I do—part I, of me thinks he's being so vanilla and so boring, like, 
like the way Rocky would just sit there and get punched till the other team gets tired, and then you can throw deep to Stills or do some crazy razzle dazzle and have the uh, the you know the Albert Wilson Jakeem Grant touchdown, but you you can't you, you gotta be more inventive earlier. Agreed. Uh, there were the, I mean there were some plays early on in the game that I really liked. Obviously the Stills touchdown pass in in the second quarter was was a thing of beauty. That was a great call, um, just at the right time at the right moment when we needed it. Um, I feel like the refs really screwed us in the first half. There were some calls that I've I've never seen. Didn't really understand. Even those Bruce Arians and uh, the guys calling the game thought there were some like really questionable those calls offensive, going against. Because those the took Dolphins. away some some big plays, some yeah. decent plays that they had. Um, I know there was a completion to uh, to Amendola that they took back um, because of one of those phantom picks. I guess yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I think that had something to do with the offense stalling a little bit in the first half. Um, you know, it's it's hard to come back from. You know, I, granted, uh, that the Stills touchdown was on third and and extremely long because of one of those penalties. Right. So, um, but still, uh, yeah, that was that w- that was tough to overcome. It was nice to see them find a way to get through that. Um, they seem to have a hard time stopping Marshawn Lynch in the run in the second half, but they got they again. But he's Marshawn Lynch. I mean, that's what he does. Yeah. As and, long as Gruden's not smart enough to run him on fourth and one, I'm okay with him getting his yards. Exactly. So. Um, Overall, very happy with the win. Um, one other thing I wanted to call out about the Raiders game, and then I think we can move on to the, the next topic, is um, seeing Devontae Parker back, I think that that gets, that gets overlooked. He, uh, De- Devontae, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Why, why does that name ring a bell? He's the first-round draft pick <laughs> from, uh, I believe, 2015. Oh, there we go. Yeah, he was... Uh, there, yeah. there was a Devontae Parker side. There was a lot of, a lot of hope surrounding the pick. Um, I, think, I still think he has all the talent in the world. I think when he's healthy and, and when he plays, uh, the offense is different. He has a dimension that we don't see from the other wide receivers who are small and fast and amazing. Um, but you could see it. on the, the, There was that one pass down the sideline where, you know, he got separation, and he's you know he's bigger than than every cornerback in the world. So you throw it up there. He doesn't fight for the ball as much as I would like, but he you know he will come down with those plays, and he can he can beat press coverage better than any of the small wide receivers. And this have. is his chance right now. Yeah, it's the it's not like it's not like hey you're you know Ob one you're our only hope right we've got we've yeah. got receivers we don't have one like him. He can carve out a place in this offense, and that would be great, especially if he'd like that fifth year option. Uh, picked up yeah no it'd be nice to see him show up in foxborough this weekend for sure um i really am curious to see what gase has drawn up i and we were talking about this earlier as well um i feel like a lot of the trick plays we saw in the second half were out of necessity i feel like those were being saved for the patriots game and um i don't know if uh what else he has up his sleeve i'm looking forward to seeing that however um i do feel like those were used kind of out of desperation given where the, the raiders game had gone and you know what here See that limb? This is me out on it. We're not going to need him. That <laughs> that terrible defense. We're going to be able to run on them. Tannehill is going to be able to run for some first downs. We're going to be able. We're going to be able to move the ball. I am not. I'm not afraid about us moving the ball and scoring. I am concerned about outscoring <laughs> the Patriots, and right now that doesn't seem difficult. This is terrible. As I'm talking to you, I'm getting more and more confident about this game yeah, just because of where the Pats are right now. Yeah, you need to stop. Not necessarily where the Pats will be, but where they are right now. Yeah. Yes, and um, I don't know. Something about the Patriots being 1-3 and three just doesn't seem very likely to me, but it's... Uh... that, go- And that goes back to what I was saying. If, I w- if the records were reversed, I would feel a lot more confident. The idea of, of them... Lo- of Belichick not pulling out all the stops and yeah. figuring out some way to get the win. 
even if it's uh, very Belichickian. Yeah. I, I imagine there'll be some very bad communication uh, headsets not working. Mm, um, I could see that. I would... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't say anything in the locker room about what you're going to do in the second half. Just, I just, you know, just, just to be safe. Perhaps, I mean, Belichick wasn't there for the snowplow game. You remember that one? Actually, little known fact that he's in witness protection. That was, he was the ex-con <laughs> that actually was, that uh, drove out on that plow. All right. Good to know. And to all our listeners, there you go. You're, you're learning things every day. Listening to the blowhole. Uh, that is was an editorial comment. The Finsider Network and SB Nation does not condone the <laughs> fact that we Bill Belichick is an ex-con. Or anything we say, for that matter. That's true. Yeah. Um, all right, real quick, I would like to, since we did miss the uh, the first three weeks of the season, uh, let's go through a quick recap of, uh, of week one, two, and three, and then maybe we can talk about uh, where we see the, the rest of the season going for the Miami Dolphins. So um, week one. The longest football game in NFL history. Oh, that was hard. It was very difficult. How many bars did you go to? I did not go to any. You went to no bars. I went to no bars okay. because I could walk because I watched it at home, and I actually had I had plans in the evening which would not have interfered with a normal football game, mm. but uh, sort of interfered with this one. Yeah, yeah. That's so, that's so the truth. I might have watched it on the uh, on the phone while driving. Got to do what you got to do, man. Um, I was actually, I was at a friend's house for a cookout, um, and we were struggling to find the game on television at all. Um, and then after the first rain delay, we couldn't find it. On It went away from the uh, the service we were using to find, and then because it was a different time slot, it, like, it was no longer in the time slot because it had changed time slots. Um, ended up watching a lot of the uh, Buccaneers versus the Saints, uh, which was a very entertaining football game. Um, but then... Had to leave. Uh, I was also texting friends that were at one bar. They were at a, at our favorite bar, Three Birds, and then they had to go, I guess, to the galley. And I think they ended up back at Three Birds to watch the end of the game. I could be wrong, but I believe that's how it went down. They went to three different locations to watch this seven-hour marathon of a football game that the Miami Dolphins pulled out. I feel like had there been no rain delays, it would have been a. I feel like the Dolphins would have actually stomped them because they seem to be gaining momentum and then they lost a lot of that with uh, with the rain delays the titans are a strange team they are they're good though they i think see, they're good but team. they seem like they're they're they are that one one of those teams maybe not unlike the dolphins that can beat anybody and lose to anybody exactly and you never know you never know what you're gonna get yeah and i mean it's not like they weren't playing well i mean they were playing well in that game and obviously i mean you know it, it's it's a tough opponent every nfl game is gonna be a tough game so um especially for the dolphins but, um, no, I, I was happy to see them pull it out. There were some amazing plays after the rain delays, the kick return, the long bomb to Stills, um, all just, you know, phenomenal plays. Um, that was very exciting. Next week was, uh, was week two. I was actually in Chicago. I was at a Patriots bar in Chicago wearing my Dolphins gear, watching the Dolphins defeat the New York Jets. That was a very happy day. All the Patriots fans were actually rooting for the Dolphins because they hate the Jets just as much as we do. And I was at, th- at Three Birds. Oh, excellent. With watching all the Dolphins with, fans. With Dolphins fans. Excellent. Yeah, so that was a good game. Great start. Uh, real nail-biter towards the end. I didn't Punter. Did... Our punter was a, might have been the MVP of that game. The field position was great in that uh, Jets game. Yeah, Matt Hawk is uh, he's, he's he's a very right. underrated punter, I believe. I believe we've done... The scouting department has done well to find good punters for this team in the past, I guess, decade or so. We've had some pretty strong punters. Brandon Fields comes to mind. I liked him a lot. Um, it's really, really sad as a Dolphins fan when we 
Yeah, that's the, let's just move on from the punting. From the punting, okay. But both, but uh, all and from the Jets game and the Raiders game, since we're talking the Jets game, but this also happened in the Raiders game. Xavier Howard both times oh, Jesus. pulled us out of the fire. When you know, like when you get in that position, they're in the red zone. We can't have them score here. You always hope for the for the turnover, but you get it like you know one out of twenty times, and he's got and he's gotten it two two out of two times so far, and it's it's just been amazing. The the those two reds. I mean, I know he's had that the other pick, which was the one that Crabtree gave up on, but but those two in the red zone picks like were amazing yeah no his press and man cover skills and his anticipation and all all of that is he's phenomenal i mean that is uh that is a draft pick that they they nailed you know i mean it's it's pretty easy to see that and say that now um so yeah very very happy with him um he's gonna i mean i'm no no problem saying this one definitely not gonna buy his jersey because i'm not gonna jinx it (laughs) thank you however yeah, I feel I've like I've got he's... a Cutler jersey for you. <laughs> it's, it comes pre-jinxed. <laughs> he will be a Miami Dolphin uh, star for for years and years to come. And watching him grow in that secondary with Fitzpatrick, um, and then seeing Jones mentor those guys as as he's on the way out is going to be just phenomenal. So very happy about that. I think uh, Bobby McCain is very underrated as well, and they've got him locked down for the next four years. So um, really, really excited and and and. Uh, hopeful about the secondary that we have. Yeah. So that's good. Um, and other parts of the defense, I guess we can talk about that a little bit. Um, the defensive line, which was a strength, now becomes a little bit of a question mark with some of the injuries they've had up there. Um, what I loved about William Hayes and what he gave you was that, you know, that run stuffing defensive end that could move inside, could move outside. Now we have to spend the whole rest of the year without him. Um, uh, that That's going to be a challenge. Andre Branch, I uh, like him as a player, as a rotational end. Um, and now he's going to miss some time as well. Um, the tackles, I feel like, have played well. I feel like we haven't missed Sue as much as I thought we would. Um, I like Akeem Spence, even though he had a very, very that was... stupid play in the Raiders game. Yeah, did you see what he said? No. I didn't know ripping off his helmet was going to was a was a was a was illegal. I wasn't going to hit him with it or anything. I'm willing to let it slide, <laughs> given how well he played in the first two games. <laughs> Um, and we're and the fact that we're going to need him for the rest of the season. Yes. So, um, so I mean, the, the, and Phillips has played really well. The line is still strong. We're not as deep, and depth is obviously great when you can when you can rotate those guys in and out. Yeah, when they're when they have that depth and they, and they have that you know that versatility up front, it makes guys like Kiko Alonso look that much better. And you kind of noticed. I don't know if I, at least I noticed in the Raiders game after Hayes and then those they had some of those injuries. You kind of stopped seeing Alonso all over the field as much as you were seeing him in the. Jets in the Titans game where he was just I mean he's lights out if he gets protection the guy's fast right. and he's instinctive and he's smart and he's a great linebacker when he has that that presence up front to protect him so um, we'll see how that goes uh, hopefully they all have a big game up in, in Foxborough this weekend um, you want to talk about chances you want to talk about odds uh, let's do it <laughs> all right so Rob has devised a um, um, in a very comprehensive analysis predictive analysis for the Dolphins season and how it's going to play out. He actually started it, uh, it very early on in the preseason because that's when we, we started uh, writing material for Finkel and Einhorn for the, you know, for the season. So um, this is based off of Rob's projections. And Rob, I'll let you talk about the methodology a little bit. All right, so there's a, it's a two-pronged approach. The first thing I do is I, want to, I look at each game and I think about if this team played, if, if this game was played 10 times, how many times would the Dolphins win? And then I take that percentage. So... 
for example, uh, playing the Titans at home, I would think they would win that game seven out of ten times. So I give them a point. I give them point seven wins, and then basically do that for each game, and then add up the wins to find out what the win total is. So that's prong one. The second prong is I like to look at game at look at it in quarters. We'll look four games at a time because it's easy to say, oh, you should win this game, should win this game, should win this game. But really, you, when you look at a bunch of games, you're not you're not going to win six. You know, you're not going to win eight games in a row very often. So let's look at four games and say, okay, well, we should go three and one here or two and two. And what, actually, what I did is I broke it down into optimistic and pessimistic. So I should say like. Uh, best case scenario is three wins. You know, worst case scenario is one win. And obviously, four is always the best case, and zero is always the worst case. But trying to be realistic with the four games, and I figure, um, you know, we could revisit this each quarter and and focus on the four games to come. Because as since we're almost a quarter of the way through, what I've noticed is a lot of the games have changed. Like playing, <laughs> like originally playing the playing in Texas and playing in Green Bay, I did not have a a great feeling about those and i have a little i feel a little better about those games uh going forward those confidence factors went up a little bit they went up a little bit there we go all right cool so you want to go over i guess let's so i can vouch rob did make his predictions on the on the first quarter of the season um well well before the games happened so why don't you go ahead and give the um the percentage chance that you had for the titans so for the titans i did have a uh, 0.7 Point seven. All right, so you were pretty confident in that one. What about the Jets? I was. The Jets, I had a point seven. Point seven for the Jets. What about the Raiders? And the Raiders, I had a point six. Point six. so less optimistic. And that actually kind of played out the same. I mean, the Titans game was pretty pretty clear that we were going to win that one. The Jets was pretty clear we were going to win that one. And the Raiders was a little bit... A little more dubious. And preseason, I had going into Foxborough as a point three. And what do you have it at now? I... I'm going to put it at a five and a half. I'm going to put it at a point five. 50-50, a coin flip. I'm going to put it at a 50-50. All right. I had it at, what did I, what did I, I, I rated it before the show. Did I put point three? You did put point three. All right. So I'm, I'm saying it's highly likely we're going to end the first quarter three and one, which I think is awesome. And I would have taken that 10 times out of 10 if you told me that in the preseason. And three and one, taking the four game batch, I thought three and one was a best case scenario. Even before the season, I'm like, well, if we beat the Patriots, something will go wrong with the Jets, Raiders, Titans, you know, like three and one, I thought was best case scenario. Obviously four and oh is quite a possibility. So I'd love to beat the projections. And my pessimistic was, you know, was one and three, like, you know, those 50, 50 games, you never know what can happen. Right. But that, but obviously updating now for real time, you know, three wins is now the worst case scenario for those first four games. So that bumps, that bumps, the. Uh, Bumps the total. So the preseason, I had the I had the Dolphins as uh, as eight point two wins, adding up all the all the point wins that I had, with the most optimistic wins being eleven and pessimistic wins being four. That's if you know if all hell broke loose and and we're we're looking at Brock Osweiler or David Fails oh, in geez. there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna just I'm just gonna re- re- erase that. Yeah, you should. We I don't, don't even wanna, want that out in the universe. Think about that. Actually, I think I tweeted it. <laughs> so, but right now, obviously, we've got at least having the three already the three wins under our belts. That moves my pessimistic uh, that worst case scenario up to six. Right, even worse, we're at least winning three. But it's got us still has us at eleven wins. Uh, on the optimistic side, but but it boosts the, my projection up to nine point two right now. So now it has us 
at a at a nine win game. Actually, wait, that's ooh, that's actually nine point seven because I didn't or nine point five because I didn't <laughs> I didn't bump the Pats in here to my point five. Ah, uh, there we go. I didn't update that. All right. So that gives us to you know a nine to ten win team depending on what happens, and and I don't mind that. I don't. I I think that that's. Going into the season, I actually felt pretty strong. I, I felt like we could win 10 games, given how, how the schedule played out up front, knowing how hard it is at, at the end. The last quadrant is one of the hardest end of the seasons that I've ever seen. But um, I do feel I feel pretty confident that we can get, and I did before the season even started, that we could get to you know, 9, 8, 9, maybe even 10 wins. Um, obviously, I feel better about that given the fast start, um, and we'll see how they do in Foxborough. But... Um, I, I think, you know, my updated numbers, I think, had us at, a, at about a .98 or 9.8, so close to close to 10 wins. Yeah, putting in the three wins already has you at 9.8 and with a with a best best chance of 12, you know, with like a ceiling of 12 wins, but a 9.8, ex, like, ex, sort of expected. When was the last time they won 12 games? 1993, I want to say. I have no idea. I think 1993. Definitely a Marino season. I'm old enough to to have to should remember, but yeah, I'm old you, enough to not remember anymore. That's why I'm asking you. Yeah, but I'm old. I, I can't remember these. Fair things. enough. Good answer. Um, just to let the folks, we we I, I like to goof on you for your for your Landry jersey. Just to let the people know, I pretended the last <laughs> jersey I bought was a Mike Pouncey jersey, but it was actually a Brian Cox jersey um, that I had <laughs> that I had cut his name off when he joined the Jets. So it was just a 51. Oh, man. So it became... So it was usually a random linebacker uh, until Pouncey came along. And now... Honestly, I forgot to look it up. I don't know who the hell is wearing 51. I don't think they have a 51 right now. I could be could be wrong. They probably do. I'm their 51. There you go. Number 51. Number 51 in your playbooks. Number one in your hearts. Rab Pastore, ladies and gentlemen. So do you want to take a look at the second quarter, or do you want to save that for next week? I'll save it for next week. All right, sounds good. All right, so do you want to give a, a predicted score for the Patriots game this week, or do you not want to do that? I do. You go ahead. I didn't think of it beforehand, though, so I'm just coming up with this on the spot. All right, well, I'm going to be the bad guy. I'm going to... You're going to predict the... Uh, you, okay, good. I will go Homer. You go Realist. All right, so realistically, I feel like this game... I think it's going to be close... Um, but I do not think the Dolphins pull it out. I think it's a 27-21 to 21 victory for the Patriots. Oh, you bastard. Yeah, I know. God. The good news is I'm always wrong. <laughs> that, that is very true. Uh, you even named yourself after radio, and radio <laughs> is dead. Long live the podcast. Just uh, call me Robcast. There we go. All right. Um, I, think, I think we can win this one. Uh, 24 Ooh. 16 24 is going to be enough yeah because they have no receivers right. and we can double we can put we can put minka on gronk and oh know, man with, with a little right. help and what are they going to do I, I don't ask i don't want i don't want to know what they're going to do i, I mean i want to see it but i mean and i re- i really think i really think this is going to be a this is going to be a drake gore game i mean i know they'll they'll dial up something for the fast guys but I think looking at the, I mean, what the Lions had their first hundred yard rushers since the Dolphins had a winning season. I mean, this is like, all right, we had a winning season just a couple of years ago, but you know, that's true. It was a great season. But uh, but Mr. Carrion Johnson with his hundred yards. Uh, oh yeah, that's true. He, did. I he think, ran uh, all over them. Yeah, I think I think Drake, 
Drake's going to make up for that fantasy dud he gave us last week. Do you think part of that Lions game was due to the fact that they're coached by Matt Patricia and he knows everything about that defense? No, because their defense was terrible with Matt Patricia. I don't know why anyone hired him. Fair enough. But, I mean, he would know how to attack that defense. If Yeah, if Belichick wasn't the defensive guy. Okay. All right. Like, I... I mean, obviously, yes, that must have helped. But their defense is their defense is slow. Their their linebackers. Well, you know that I like Adam Gase, and you know that I think he's he's a he's a good coach, and I think he's I think he's smart. I think for the most part, he attacks defenses the right way. Um, I think last year a lot of the problem was the personnel, and I think there were some too much talent. We, no, <laughs> we, we, we had to balance our talents with no. our with our personalities. <laughs> no, that is uh, that's that was not the problem. But um, but I do think he's I do think he's a good coach. I think he's seen Belichick enough now to you know I, he's proven that he can beat him as well. So um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. It'll be it should be a good game. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I definitely like our chances more than I have in a very long time. Taking them. everything out of it, I feel like we match up. Like you said, we match up really well with them. I feel like where we're the way we're playing and the way and the personnel we have right now, I don't want to say it makes us better, but like should give us an upper hand. Right. The fact that we'd be going up for you know four and zero to one and three seems almost impossible, and I can't and I can't imagine Belichick and Brady letting that happen without some kind of fight. Yep. So, uh, shameless plug here. Um, we have a Twitter account that um, not many of you people are following. It's at T Blowhole. I can't believe I for- we forgot to mention this. Yeah, no. at T Blowhole on Twitter. Um, tell us how you know you could tell me how smart I am and let radio know how stupid he is. Yep, please. Just uh, you know, I never get tired of hearing that. Oh, and actually, I meant to actually bring this up when I did the predictions. Go ahead. Now that we have the three games in the in the books, go ahead and tweet at us at T Blowhole and give us uh, with the hashtag of of Finn Prediction and let us know what your what your uh, final record will be for the Dolphins. What you how you think they'll end up? Yeah, absolutely. I would I would love to see how it stacks up against Rob's math, science, science, mine's science, analytics. It's basically, I mean, this is basically how Biff made all his money in Back to the Future. He didn't. It was just science. Yep, that that makes sense. Um, we also have an Instagram account. It's called the Blowhole Podcast on Instagram. Um, even fewer followers on Instagram than we have on Twitter, if you can believe that. So please give us a follow on both. Um, it will be more entertaining, especially now that the podcast is live. Um, you know, we're hoping that Finkel and Einhorn will be here next week. We can't make any promises, um, but you know, I know once we get that star power, we should really see those followers go up. <gasps> By the way. Sorry, kids. I hope you. I hope you went back in time after listening to this and took it to the bank, because right now the Vikings are up seven nothing, which is meaningless to you because you already know how this game ended up. But you know, excellent, great. That's call. like that's like fourteen free points right now. You're since a wizard. You got this, since you got that. Uh... Yes, and not just because you're old. You're a wizard for other reasons. Oh, I am old. Yes, yes, you are. Very, very, so very, very. I old. bet on the Dolphins before they had Marino. That's insane, isn't it? That's insane. And I lost everything I made in junior high in that Super Bowl against the Redskins. I could still see John Riggins running off left <laughs> tackle when I closed my eyes. So, 
That's good at stuff. that point. It was the worst day of my life. That is good stuff. All right. Do you want to take a look at the um, the the slate for the NFL uh, this weekend? Make some some bold predictions, if you will. Oh, my bold prediction is happening right now. Yes, and well, that is Vikings over Rams. I don't know if or did you say Vikings over Rams? Now or you said I just Vikings. Now that they cover. have a seven point lead, now I'm, I'm going over. I seem to remember Vikings covering Rams, and that's not that bold because the Vikings are a very good team in spite of what happened last week. Because but that's that. See, that's but that's lesson one of every September. You, you have to remember, and it's funny. I hear here every every article i read every podcast i listen to they all say don't overreact and then they overreact they say don't overreact and then they look at what happened and they overreact to the results welcome to media my friend but but that's the beauty like like one of my favorite picks in week two was taking the lions because they weren't as bad as they looked and of course taking the i was going against the jets but they were with the dolphins and they didn't and my i have a i have a one of my favorite uh is it legal now that betting's legal? No, this is probably still not. So we only do this for bragging rights. Sure. But, um, but uh, what we do is we have 50 people put in 10 bragging rights a week. <laughs> and uh, But you have to pick five games against the spread. And if you hit all five, you get the you get, you get get that bucket. That's a lot you of get bragging 500 rights. 500 bragging rights. That's a lot. But no one has won the last two weeks. So there's 1,500 bragging rights up for it this week what do you do with all those bragging rights you brag my friend yeah you brag all right so i do have the vikings okay all right so all right let's we'll go down the list jets jags jets at jaguars i don't have the line here i should pull up a better a better thing but the jags are favored by at least seven because the jets are trash so do you like the Jaguars then? Do you like them to cover? I like them to win. I don't know if I like them to cover. I don't really like them scoring a lot of I don't see them scoring a ton of points. I, I mean the Jets defense is not terrible, but they're going to be behind. I think Bradford's gonna make one or two mistakes against that defense, and I think I think the Bradford? Oh my god, did I just call him Bradford? You mean Sam Darnold. Darnold? Yes. Sam Darnold, not Sam Bradford. Are you comparing him to Sam Bradford? I do see some similarities. I saw the uh, yeah yeah that's what I get from multitasking. But no, Sam Dar- I actually like Sam Darnold. Obviously, he looked great in week 1 when they were destroying. I thought I think he's got a chance. I just don't think their coaching staff has very much uh imagination and I think they're going to put him in a lot of tough situations. Um, but I think he's going to be a good. He's going to be a thorn in our side for for uh, quite some time. I hope not. I'm hoping he's more of a Mark Sanchez, the last quarterback they drafted from USC in the top five, or a Sam Bradford, or Sam Bradford. Either one would be fine. I, <laughs> Sam Bradford is much better than Mark Sanchez. We can agree on that, right? Yes, but Sanchez got them to two AFC Championship games. Sanchez did not. He was quarterbacking the team, but he did not get them there. That's the hey. Trent Dilfer took them, took the, took those uh, Ravens to a Super Bowl. That's how it works. Oh, I, I, I don't know about all that. Okay, um, let's see. I'm trying to pull up some lines here. Since you, you keep the keep the games up there, and I'll I'll look up the lines. All right. So, um, what's the next one on the on the slate that we had? I believe it was Dolphins. It's and Patriots. Dolphins Patriots, and so, but it is it's like six or seven points, isn't it? I'm trying to find that. I know it's seven points is what I saw. Yeah, it's seven points. Um, New England is favored by seven at home, which is actually, you know, if you take the field goal out, it's four points on a neutral field, um, which is probably the lowest line that the Dolphins, that's probably the closest the Dolphins have been favored against the Patriots in Foxborough in quite some time, I would, I would imagine. That is a slap in the face. We are up two games. Oh, we have oh, all it's our totally players. A slap in the face. Not, no, not, not 
But are any are you surprised? Is any is any hardcore Dolphin fan surprised or offended by being seven point underdogs going into into Foxborough? No, no, I'm not. I think we cover. I think we lose, but we cover. All right. So uh, this particular legal betting site has it at six and a half. Six. Oh, so it's gone down. It was at seven. I know it was at seven. You know yesterday. why? Why? Because the smart money is on your Miami Dolphins. The Sharps. The Sharps. Okay. The pros, not the Joes. All right. So uh, Philadelphia at Tennessee, one o'clock. Ah, uh, God, I hate this Titans team. I don't know what to make of them. The Titans are getting three at home. So a home dog. That's two and one against a road. What two are and you one looking at? Because they're getting four and a half on this one. I'm looking at Bovada. Who? Bovada. Oh, well, I'm on my bookie. All right. So basically, let's uh, let's take the uh, Titans here, and we'll take the Eagles there, and we'll see if we can actually <laughs> we see if we can get them to win by by lose by four and somewhere and in there score twice. I like I like the Eagles. I like the Eagles to, to I win and to, like and to cover. I, I I think they I think they match up really well with the Titans. I think they they win. They they have a similar problem as, as funny. The two Super Bowl teams have no wide receivers right now, and that's obviously a problem. Is Jeffrey back this week? I don't know if it's for sure that he's back. And the Eagles have Mike Wallace, my friend. No, they do not. Mike do Wallace is no, he's he's uh, is he's he hurt? hurt? <laughs> I think he's on IR. Or, like he's have, done. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh. My oh, can we bring up the Mike Wallace signing? Not yet. We'll <laughs> save that for another time. Um. All right. So next game, Buffalo at Green Bay. Green Bay uh, favored by ten and a half on on Bovada. And it's only, I can't see. I'm too old. Where are my glasses? It's only nine and a half here. All right. All right you way, talk. I'm going to get a beer. All right. You're going to get uh, two, two beers. beers. So Buffalo Bills had that ridiculous win last week. It was ridiculous. Everything that could go wrong went wrong for the Vikings. The Vikings obviously were looking ahead. They thought they could ignore the Bills and, and pay it. Ooh, nice. And pay attention, you know, and try to pr- prepare for that early Thursday game, even the Bills cannot be overlooked. Professional teams are professional teams, and they paid the price for it. What are they getting on this one? Nine and a half. Nine and a half. I, I, I say the Bills cover uh, cover ten and a half. I don't I don't know if they cover nine and a half. So you really so basically you're ready to bet that the Bills will lose by ten. Yep. Oh, on the road in Green Bay? Absolutely. No, ten exactly. Yeah. Not nine and a half, no, but ten. ten and a half. Yeah, ten exactly. Exactly ten points. Green Bay is a hot mess, and they are going to win this game. It's going to be. I, I think it's fourteen. Okay, yeah, there, it could uh, be. there might be a stupid cover, but you know, backdoor cover. You're right. Yeah, actually, you're right. I mean, I'll, I'll take ten and a half. They're they're gonna they, now. The Bills' defense is not terrible. They're that that one. They got a they got a, a really good shutdown corner that I won't even pretend to remember his name because it's late and we've been drinking. But uh, and Green Bay is a hot mess. But maybe do you th- now? What, what's your feelings on Aaron Jones? Do you think he's going to be the guy throwing a little fantasy here for folks? I oof, man, that's a great question. Honestly, Wait, I play in a fantasy league with you. <laughs> yeah. Why would I ever ask you fantasy advice? You don't want any fantasy advice from me, my friend. I mean, Aaron Jones is a stash right now. If you're if you're super hard up and and need to play him because I don't know because Derrick Henry's was drafted as your number two, maybe, but. You should have picked up, I don't know, Buck Allen or or Philip Lindsay or somebody by now, and not have to go 
with Aaron Jones yet. Full disclosure, I have not seen a lot of Packers football games. I did see uh, most of that Vikings game because it was on in conjunction with the Dolphins game and that bar I was at in Chicago. Um, and they looked great for most of it, and then they looked terrible at the end. So, I mean, this is this is a total Jekyll and Hyde team. Um, you have no idea what you're going to get. You're going to get first half like they played against the Bears in week one, and then you're going to get a second half like they played played against the Bears in week one. Uh, one and then they just completely don't even show up in one Washington. One-legged Aaron Rodgers is, both the mo- is the most scary quarterback to bet on or against. Fair. Absolutely. All right, so the next one I have on my list is Detroit at Dallas. Detroit getting three and a half on the road. Wait, Detroit getting? That's insane. Dallas is terrible. So is Detroit, and it's in Dallas. And I think Dallas' defense is actually pretty good, and I bet Ezekiel Elliott runs all over Detroit. No? Am I missing something? Uh, well, he might, but if they, if Matt Patricia could actually figure out how to stack a box, what is that going to do? Throw to who? Oh, that's true. I can't name. Oh, Cole Beasley is supposed to be good. Somebody told me he was good. No. He's not? He's not. I don't even know if he's still on the team. I, I'm not sure. I did hear he was good. I, I Somebody love, tried to I convince me that he was good. I, Detroit, I actually took Detroit as one of my five for five bragging right teams here. I like Detroit here. People are still looking at that week one where, like, everything, anything that can go wrong will go wrong. You know who else plays for the Cowboys? Tavon Austin. Do you remember him? <laughs> Do you remember Tavon Austin? <laughs> Ah, uh, Tavon Austin. Yeah, like so I they don't have know Cole what... Beasley, Tavon Austin. Um, do they still have? They the... have Alan Hearns. Alan Hearns. Um, and they've got a rookie that hasn't broken out yet. That who's I the one on that one played one on the teams. other side of Des Bryant for all those years? Number eighty-three. Is he still there? Or is he gone? Terrence Williams. Is he still there? I don't even think he's still alive. Uh, he might not still be. Alive. He might be alive. Jason Witten's gone. He's calling games. He's good. Have you heard him? He's okay. I like Bruce he's no, Arians. He's no Tony Romo. I did not like Bruce Arians. Really? I thought I thought he was good. No. I, personality wise, not so much. But I thought his insight was good. I don't know. He was. He, you know what? I kind of. You know I, what turned me off about Arians was he was saying that 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 there should have been a penalty call on on William Hayes. That honestly, that, that really upset me. I was like, he's one, clearly trying not to fall. On, that was my that <laughs> on was my one my one so much so that he hurt himself. That was my one scream at the TV. Because it was obvious he stuck his leg out to, to try to grab his weight, which it, you know came out and is obvious now. Yeah. And at the time, that was obvious, and I was screaming that at the TV, and he did miss that, and that did drive me nuts. But, I mean, X's and O's, I think he's really good. He Not also to- sounded kind of senile, like he was like losing it a little bit. Well, no? he's like my age. Well, I, I know. Yeah. Like, he reminded me of like old John Madden calling football games. He's Like, drawing penises on the teleprompter. I don't know... <laughs> I would do that. I, yeah, but he didn't do it on purpose. I mean, Romo has, is 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 amazing. Um, it's obviously he should probably still be the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, but I'm glad he's in the booth. All right, so you like Detroit to Love cover. Detroit. I like I like Dallas in that one. All right, so uh, maybe we should be keeping score of these. We'll do that. We'll we'll keep tally after we get off this, and you know we'll we'll listen to this. And, we'll just yeah. mark it down that I won. All right, sure. Uh, Tampa Bay at Chicago. Tampa Bay getting a point and a half. What do you have, Matt? This getting is three. Getting three. Wow. We're gonna have to. We're definitely gonna have to spread some bets on both of these and just yeah and somehow lose them all <laughs> um i like tampa bay to win this game i i really do i to just win outright so they'll definitely cover it's not one that i would bet on but i do not like mitchell trubisky as a quarterback no it's, i'm not i'm not treading new ground here people you know every article and podcast has talked about how much he's not ready yet and how, you know, Nagy can script the plays and make them work. 
But I am not a believer. The defense is for real, but it can only be for real for so long. Are you talking about the Bears' defense? The Bears' defense. I yeah, like, yeah, their Bears' defense is, is pretty good. I mean, I don't think they've had a – they haven't – the best offense they saw was was the Packers in week one. Well, when, They looked great out of the gate, and then we saw what happened to them. If they can get a lead, if they can run, protect Trubisky, and unleash Mac, they're, they're downright frightening. But – you have to get a lead to get to that, and I don't think I, they can do that against the Bucks. I don't think this Bucks. I, I think this Bucks offense is not a is not a fluke. I think it's actually so sustainable, the other, not to the point where it's been. But I do think they're gonna. So they're qu- always gonna score points. Quick second, since we are in the Tampa Bay area, but we are no, I know, but we're we're Miami Dolphins at heart. Oh, absolutely. But, but, but we don't want to live on the East Coast. It's crowded. No, I know. Um, Fair. The other Fitz Magic, Fitz Magic Two. Let's talk about him for a second. <laughs> Yeah. He was awful in the first half. In the first Monday half, night. yeah. He's but, had one bad half of football. But he came back and kind of brought the team back, you know, played well. I mean, that pick six was one of the worst things I've seen. That's vintage since. Fitzpatrick. I That's know, vintage. That. that is what he is. So That is what I've been explaining to Buccaneer fans. So what do you – What do you? let's just pretend – let's just take out the, the will he, won't he start. Let's just say he starts the rest of the season – I don't know if he's going to start the rest of the season. He's definitely starting this game. No, oh, yeah, yeah. But let's let's say he's good enough to keep the job. Well, if he's good enough to keep the job, then obviously he doesn't explode. I mean, how do you how do you think he ends up at the end of the year? Like stats wise, yeah. Oh, if he plays all sixteen games, um, yeah. yeah. Oh, for four over four thousand yards, easy. Maybe maybe forty five hundred on this pace. Thirty touchdowns for sure. Fifteen interceptions. So, what what are the odds of three fit stinkers in a row, or two, or however many takes to get Jam? Oh, here's here's the fact: under over Jameis starts this this season. Okay, if I put it at four, that's the real question. That's because if if Fitzpatrick plays the whole season, that means he played well all season. That exactly. Means, that means he's if gonna he put, put up if those he played numbers. all season, he's going to put up five thousand yards. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, um, I, th- I think the roller coaster ends at some point because I think ultimately they're they're not going to be you know a twelve or thirteen win team with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And at the the core of this team, and I don't want to turn this into a, into a Buccaneers yeah, podcast, yeah, but, but, you know, yeah, they're, they're, but they're they're a story, right? They're the uh, they're, they are they're, they're a story. story right now. Yeah. So I I mean, they have to figure out what they have in Jameis Winston. They have they, they they have to figure it out. Like so, if they start, you know, if 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 Fitzpatrick even fledges a little bit, Winston's going to go in. I mean, I I think they got Supreme Court justice material right there with him. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Um, Sorry. You know what I mean, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so I mean, if if Fitzpatrick starts to slide a little bit, yeah, like he's on a, he's on a pretty short leash because so they have to. You don't think management has already decided that to cut bait with Winston or not? You think it's still no? I don't in think the so. Air? Yeah, I think I think yeah, I, I don't think so. I mean, I think if Fitzpatrick plays well and doesn't lose the job, then that decision's that decision's made. But but he's a free agent. I mean, are they going to go and give him a big contract and have him turn into the other Fitzmagic? Oh, I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, that's why I'm not a Bucks fan. Yeah, that's we'll why I'm let, not we'll going to try and figure it out. We'll let the uh, the uh, the other SB Nation uh, Bucks podcast uh, take care. Yeah, of Yeah, I don't have their schedule in front of me. I don't know at what. Oh, they're they're, they're well. The beginning of it was murder. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Their hardest three games are. I mean, this NFC South is tough. Like they're going to lose to the Falcons. They're going to lose to the to the Panthers. All right. Um, anyway, okay. So I say they win this week in Chicago. I say Fitzpatrick has a good game. I, but you know, I predict. I'll, I'll probably bet against Chicago a lot. I don't. I don't like Trubisky. Yeah. All right. Next one I have that we haven't talked about already is Houston at Indianapolis. Uh, even. No. No points. Even. Pick them. And I am. Ooh, this has got the Colts getting one and a half at home. Ooh, another home dog. I don't know. I like the Colts. 
Ooh, see, I like the Texans. Just, I'm a believe. I know their offensive line is terrible. I'm a believer in the team, mostly because I am fantasy invested in them too much to not believe. They're on the road. Andrew Luck is 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 still pretty good. He's he's looking like he's actually not not too bad. He's got some weapons on offense, and they have an offensive line now. Um, I I just I think they win the game. I just I the Texans have been atrocious. Yes, but I think the Texans. I don't think the Texans are going to be atrocious. Fair enough. And I think, ooh, here's a good one. Cincinnati at Atlanta. I have uh, Cincinnati getting five and a half on the road. I have them getting four, and I love the Bengals. Yeah, I like them. I like them at four a lot. Yeah, I mean, five and a half is not really much different. So, well, five and a half. I mean, if they're getting five and a half, you'd probably like them more than mm-hmm. if they were getting four. Can I make that assumption? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to speak for you. No, 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 no. That's correct. Yeah, five and a half. Obviously, like I would. Yeah, yeah. I'd feel better about it, um, but. Falcons defense is banged up. Oh yeah, and they're really not that good when they're healthy on defense. True. Well, I'm true. They haven't been. Um, Falcons are scoring. You know, they found a. They found. You know, got, got something with Ridley. Yeah, Julio Jones part two, um, which is great for my Julio Jones not scoring as much anymore. But I think that's going to be a great game. I think it's no, going to be. I think it's going to be a good game. I think we both think the Bengals are a very good team. I think they're they're one of the top teams. They should. I think they're the best team in that division. I think they'll be. You know they'll be uh, well in the playoffs and 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 will be a team to be reckoned with. Um, I think Mixon makes them much better, but I think they're they can live without him for this game. Um, the surprise is the Tyler Boyd taking over and you know emergence and the John Ross just disappearing. Well, just he will not never because he never showed up. That's true. Right. But he's sitting on a couple of my bench. Well, he's been dropped from a couple of my benches. I really thought John Ross would. You have picked been up. Ju- you drafted. I John drafted Ross? him wow. in, late. Late. In, you know, okay. Late in a couple, not as a starter, as like Fair. a last pick. Yeah. As a flyer. Okay. Yeah. As so, so as somebody to drop for my streaming defense. Do you like Atlanta to win the game though? I do not. I like the Bengals to win. So to win. All right. I would actually. Yeah. Bengals I would think, to win. LA. I would. I would take. I would definitely take the points, and I think the Bengals are going to win that game. I see Atlanta winning. Um but I think it's going to be very close. Um, next one I have starting, our, we're on to our 4 o'clock games now. So uh, Seattle at Arizona. Um, I like Seattle, Arizona. It looks awful. I'd like for this game to not be televised. Is it televised? Pro- it's somewhere. probably going to be awful. Yeah, That's, that's just... an awful game. I like Seattle. I have a three and a half here. What do you have? Three. Yeah. Awful. Arizona's awful. Seattle is awful also. But I think they'll figure out how to win. I, Seattle wins this game. Yeah. They win and they cover. Cleveland at Oakland, even. <laughs> I'm get, I've got the uh, Browns getting two and a half. So, which so. land do you like better? <sighs> I think Oakland gets their first win. This is this is one that I would not bet on. Oh, I, I would definitely not <laughs> bet on it. I it's I would th- yeah. You could see the Raiders. You know, get the Raiders are not are not a winless team. They have talent. Um, as much as Gruden, I think is. 10 years to well, he's 15 years too late to be a head coach. Um, the Browns with, let me, can, what, how can I miss, maybe call him Baker. There's no other Baker to mix him up with. So with Mayfield, I mean, Sam interesting Bradford. with Baker Bradford, with Sam Bradford as with the quarterback, Bradford, Bradford Mayfield. <laughs> um, I would, uh, my heart wants to go with the Browns in this, but but uh, but this I would not be shocked that the Raiders won. I would not put a I would not bet your money on this game. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I I don't want to bet any. I don't. I wouldn't bet on it, but I I would take the Raiders here. 
Um, all right, next I have San Francisco at Los Angeles Chargers. What is the spread that you have? Eleven. Yeah, I got nine and a half. I, Eleven sounds about right, actually. I don't. Uh, man, I don't. Who's quarterbacking them? Bethard. CJ. I don't. Is that his name? CJ Bethard. No, those are his initials. Okay, so that's his name though. CJ Bethard, correct? I mean, I, I, I'm sure CJ stands for something. Oh, maybe not. Oh goddamn! I have to find that out now. Did uh talk. So AC Slater from uh Saved by the Bell. I don't know if you remember, but AC stands for abnormally cruel. Yeah, Saved by the Bell, I was already too old for that. Yeah, you were like forty when that show came out, right? Yeah. Okay. I I do enjoy Zach Morris uh is a jerk on the YouTubes. Oh yeah. Except um, he's not a jerk. I know they call him something else, but I'm not gonna not gonna say it on That's why I went with jerk. I know. All right. I just wanted to let everybody know. Don't look for Zach Morris as a jerk. It's not gonna be as funny as the actual um, is it Instagram or is it Twitter or is it? I thought it was on the, well, you could find, I, I find it all on the YouTubes. Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh yeah. The tube. There you go. All right. So we're, um, so that was, so we both like the chargers, no matter the spread could be a hundred points. Yeah. I wouldn't, I would not be surprised of a backdoor cover, but I, I'm not, we're not betting on, uh, AJ and Slater, CJ, Christina, Jane Bethard. What, what's her name? His name, his name Sorry. Is Casey Casey Jarrett. Casey Jarrett. And he's uh he's played in the NFL before. He did. He played last year, last year before a few games before Jimmy G got there. Actually most of the season before Jimmy G got there. Yeah, and he's not a he's not a particularly good NFL quarterback, but he's much better than say you or I. He's like a poor man's Matt Moore. Oh, oh be still my heart. We love Matt Moore. Well, so oh god, that one hurt. Why'd actually, you have did to you, go there? Did you actually see he turned down a couple of offers? There was a couple. He got a couple of offers like it's, after some of these injuries. So be like Matt Moore, come save our season. He's waiting until the Dolphins need him again because that's no, what no, he does. No, the Dolphins will not need him. All right. So the next game we have at four twenty-five, the New Orleans Saints at the New York Giants in the Meadowlands. I have Ooh. a. Uh, Three-point spread in favor of the, the New Orleans Saints. And I have Saints f- getting three points. And I have a... F- or giving three points, sorry. I have a four points going to those awful Giants. Uh, confession time. Yeah. I have drafted the New Orleans Saints in three qu- defense in three quarters of my fantasy teams. How'd that work out? Uh, teams are doing okay. The defensive slot, not doing Fitzpatrick very hurt you good. a little bit in week one. He hurt. He hurt me a lot. How many negative points was that? I actually scored negative points, but uh, but I won two of the leagues oh. that he played in. Congratulations. Yes. That's good. So um, back to the game at hand. The, uh, I, I, I don't know what to make of these teams, honestly. Um, I feel like I, the Giants are not a good football team. The Saints, I feel like, are a good football team, but the Saints have not played like a good football team. I think the Giants are an entire offensive line away from being a good football team. Fair. That's fair. Um, I don't know about their defense, though. Uh, but I think well they got they got our boy Olivier over there. Yeah, but he hasn't really been doing. Well, he's been hurt. He hasn't. I don't think he's played yet. Um, so you mean he wasn't worth the two billion dollars they gave him? I don't know. What his you know what? I'm glad him, glad he got paid. And oh, for sure. I loved him when he was here. Absolutely, definitely not. Definitely not disparaging Olivier. I loved him when he was here. I pay the man. Yeah, but we. I was not sad that we couldn't afford to pay him. Just like a lot of the other guys that we lost. I'm, I'm happy Blandry got paid. Yep, by the Browns. Yes, exactly. 
Um, so for this game, I like the Saints to Love win Saints. and cover. I, I mean, I, I, I'm not super confident in them, but I, I think they win. And I know they're on the road, but I just yeah, I'd probably lay like seven. Like yeah. I like I like them a lot in this game. All right, Baltimore Ravens at Pittsburgh Steelers. This is your Sunday night game. Dun 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 dun. Baltimore getting three on the road. Baltimore getting three. So you're okay with that. I think Baltimore's a better team than the Steelers. I agree that well, from what we've seen, Baltimore is a better team than the Steelers. I feel like the Steelers are their bane. Like they always seem to defeat them no matter what. So um, I I like the Steelers in this game. I feel like the Steelers looked like a very good football team in the first half on Monday night this week. I um, think the Fitzpatrick was awful in the first half, which made the Steelers look good. I think... Uh, ben at home is a totally different person than Ben on the road. I like the Ravens. This is another one we're uh, going to disagree on. Well, Ben's at home. That's good. No, no, that is good, but yeah. I still like the Ravens. Okay. Right. Yeah, I like the Steelers. A, that's a plus. Yeah, I like the Steelers to win the game. I think um, I think they're getting used to playing without Le'Veon. I think we're starting to see that. We're starting to see some attitude coming from this team. Um, I, I, think they, I think they're mad, um, and I think they're going to start winning some games. So here. we have disagreed on a couple games here. Not we, many, though. Not many. No, like three or four. Yep. Um, what we're going to do... There's there's still one more. What? The Monday night game. Monday... Oh, I did this Monday night song for the wrong thing. Yeah. Dun, oh, dun, dun, is dun. that what that was? I didn't even know what you yeah, were doing. Yeah, that's okay. I'm going to edit it out. All right, cool. Um, so. Or it's possible I'm not even recording it at all. <laughs> it looks like it's recording. It always does. Uh, oh, it always looks like it's recording. Well, that's not misleading. All right, so um, Monday night, Kansas City at Denver. Um, I have Kansas City uh, giving four and a half and on I, the road. I have giving five on the road in Denver. And honestly, I thought I thought this line was going to be much higher than it is because of overhype. I mean, they they earned it. They've looked great. Mahomes yeah. has looked great. The offense is great. Their defense is very, very, very suspect. Uh, start your start your Broncos uh, in fantasy. But don't bet on your Broncos. Uh, what fa- what fantasy Broncos do you have? Emmanuel Sanders? Who else? Emmanuel Sanders, and uh, I think it's time to put Lindsey in the slot. Oh yeah, all right, fair. In, your, right. in the slot, I mean in the flex. The flex, yeah. You're. Uh, yep, yep, yep. That's fair. Um, no, no, I like the Chiefs to win this game by a lot of points. Um, I feel like Mahomes has. I do too. Has I'm a waiting, monster game. I'm on waiting night. for the Kansas City regression. Just It'll because happen. obviously he's not going to throw for ten thousand yards and, and eighty thousand touchdowns. He might um, some someone will slow them down somehow. But but God, they 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 look they yeah. look ridiculous. It will not be the Broncos on Monday night. No. All right. So wow. you know what? It's Andy Reid will coach them in the playoffs. That's that's going to be that will be the immovable object and the unstoppable force if ever there was. Yeah, they're not. I mean, I don't I don't think that team's going to the Super Bowl or anything, but they are they're they're a good offensive football team and they'll they'll definitely slow down at some point. You heard it here, folks. Radio has claimed the Kansas City Chiefs as a good offensive football team. But they're not going to win anything. <laughs> going anything, out on a limb. That is going out on a limb. They're not going to win anything <laughs> meaningful. I feel like that's, that's no, going out on a limb. I know. The, the claiming them a good offensive football team. No, that team was just part of the statement is they are a very good offensive football team. I'm However, being a jerk. They're it's like our third time going, recording this. Yeah, that's the sad part. Um, I, I did want to mention something not football related. So I happened to see this movie when I was in uh, New York last week. It's called Mandy, starring Nicolas Cage. It's a it's a new movie. It's out in theaters right now. Um, I highly highly recommend watching this movie. It is insane. 
So, so and good, like not bad. And Nicolas Cage is Nicolas Cage. So, like, this is sort of like uh, the Bad Detective New Orleans esque, where it's like could own, like crazy Nicolas Cage, but could be a good movie if. Uh, no, it is. A, it is a it great, is a downright great. It movie. is a great film. It is one of the most beautiful shot movies wow. you will ever see. Mandy, Mandy. Yes, it's like a, it's in the vein of like. 70s horror like it's just it's fantastic it's like a i i one of my friends sent me a a, a tweet about it that was just like that really kind of hit it on the head it's like it's that it was do like, you have good taste in movies can we can we trust this because i'm excited about this thing. i feel i mean my favorite movie of all time is empire strikes back i mean that's a pretty solid Ugh. flick um my second favorite movie Nerds. of all time is uh the big lebowski uh overrated all right forget all right so mandy's a maybe yeah, uh, fair enough. What's your favorite movie, Rob? <sighs> Put on the spot. There's many choices, but the honest choice is Midnight Run. Oh, that's great. All right. Okay. That's just one that always hits home. I uh, mean, obviously, we all love the the Godfathers and Godfather 2s and whatnot. For and, sure. Uh, Did also see the, the new Predator movie. That is quite possibly the worst movie I've ever seen. I heard bad things, and I was looking forward to it. It's extremely bad. Yeah, it's like that sucks. So the cast was good. It's Shane Black, right? Was it? Uh, it's like yeah, Shane Black got into a little bit too much of the, uh, the just just the a Shane, little bit the Shane Black a sauce. little bit too much, a little bit too much. That's a shame. I was looking forward to that, and, uh, I, did, really and I did not bad. hear good things. It's awful. All right. and I love the first Predator. So movie. I think we're about out of time here. So let's just recap. And this isn't even a recap. We disagreed on a couple of games. We Fair don't enough. even remember how many. About three or four. We're going to put up Twitter polls. So follow us at T Blowhole at the Twitter and at the Blowhole Podcast on the Instagram. The Instagram is just going to be pictures of cats and dolphins. But uh, on the Twitter, we're going to put up polls on the games we disagreed on. We want to know what you guys, how you guys uh, feel about that um, so we can see if you agree with me or if you agree with Mr. James here. Also, uh, we want to hear your Dolphins predictions for the year as well. Um, you'll be able to catch this podcast, be it myself and uh, Mr. Rob Podcast over here, or if it's going to be Finkel and Einhorn, we can't say. We don't know. They're, they're very unstable. It's uh, difficult to get a read on them. I, n- I never know where they're going to be. I've never actually seen them in the same room at the same time. Yeah, that's odd. It is. It's bizarre. Um, your Vikings are losing now. Yes, but they're covering. They're still covering, but we'll see. We'll see. So, um, yeah, you'll be able to catch us on, uh, on um, the uh, www.thefinsider.com. You can download it, The Finsider, on iTunes. Um, we're part of the Finsider uh, radio network, and this is called The Blowhole. We are called The Blowhole. We and are called The Blowhole. Yeah, we'll be to, back next week. Yep, listen to all your Finsider radio uh, episodes. Um, those guys will give you a lot more insight into football as opposed to drunken nonsense that uh, radio and Robcast like to do here. I can say they'll be less drunk. They'll probably be not drunk at all, but maybe they might be a little. Sutton yeah, might, Sutton might be drunk. They, they, yeah, they got a Sunday night wrap up show like right after the games. No promises for that one. Their podcasts are way better than this one for sure. But yeah, rate them all on iTunes. Uh, give us a listen. Follow us on the Twitter, and we want to sign off, letting you know that you're Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Miami Dolphins, your Miami Dolphins are number one. They are, in fact, number one. Ask Siri, she'll tell you. Only, well, actually, well, no matter what happens this weekend, they'll still be in first place. That's true. Hey, Siri.
Who's the best football team? So far, the Dolphins are in first place in the NFL with a record of 3-0. Number one, baby. Have a great night, everybody. Hi, I'm Karis Fisher. I want to tell you about another podcast you should check out. It's called Recode Decode. Every week I talk to tech and media's key players about how they're changing our world. I interview tech executives like Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, political figures like Hillary Clinton, and media personalities like John Kerryu, who literally wrote the book on Theranos. Once again, the name of the show is Recode Decode, hosted by me, Karis Fisher. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. See you there. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Hello, I'm Nilay Patel, the editor in chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial Series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.